love this wee show. Show? Oh, it's been... Yeah, it's been, been hard, difficult, um, particularly for all of us involved in the decision-making around it. Um, because Billy's been such a wonderful player for Queensland, uh, and even when he wasn't playing last year from a coaching point of view, um, you know, I feel he went like above and beyond of what he's meant to do, so it was pretty tough. I wish we could play two fullbacks, and he'd be playing. Um, unfortunately, since 19... The early 1900s, you're only there to play one fullback, and that's we were just abiding by the rules. So if you could play two, we would. We'd have no hesitation. Billy, don't change a number. It's the only one Kevin G'day everybody, it's that time of the year again. It's origin time. I've managed to strap down Mr. Rob Cox in the studio there in Camden to talk about some Origin 1 team selections. I'm Warwick Nicholson. This is not the footy show episode 168. I'm stopping every word very quickly at the front of every word. And uh, Mr. Rob Cox, how are we? I'm great, mate. I'm great. <clears throat> we better tell the listeners what just happened. Uh, was it? That's the second time was it did the intro because my phone rang and spoiled it. You know, destroyed the cake that you were baking, mate. So I'm really oh, mate, sorry. I, I had serious. I had a, I had a, had a black forest cake just percolating in the oven right there. Yep. And um, and it with turned a, with in... a layer of cream ready to go on, and instead yeah. you got, I don't know, a bit of damper. I think that was, that intro was pretty yeah. much equivalent. Well, to. Your black forest cake turned into something else that's black and sloppy, and uh, <laughs> that was my fault. So I'm very sorry about that. All right, we'll try and improve the show for the break <laughs> here on the Footy Show. Well, what about the run from Taumalola? He beat five players. There it is. One, two. Braley goes missing. He keeps pushing off him. Comes to Gallon. He goes. Bakuya goes. Then Townsend to finish. Townsend comes in contact here and he drops off off the back of this. It's a quick play of the ball. There you go. See you later, Chad. And the big play from Wade Graham to stop the pass from Morgan. Cohen Hess was over. The run from Taumalola. He's a wrecking ball. He is a machine. Taumalola, 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 Taumalola. Seriously, Cocksmith, my first intro was outstanding. Now you've left me with nothing. But to lead us into talking about Origin 1, it is next Wednesday, the 31st of May, up there at Lang Park. The teams have been named Cocksmith. And as the intro intro seemed to suggest... There is no Abilium Slater discussed. Mate, I'm excited. <clears throat> As you can expect, I'm chomping at the bit. I can't wait to get up there. I love Origin for the millionth time this year that I've told you and the listeners. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no Billy Slater. <laughs> are, you, are you the only one doing dancing? I, I'm, I'm dancing on rooftops. I'm dancing oh. on chairs. No! Mate, I danced a jig this morning when I was getting out of the shower, I, I, and I didn't even try. It just happened. I thought about Billy Slater as I was drying myself off. I don't know why I thought of Billy when I was doing that. But I started to, to um, compulsively dance a jig. It just, I couldn't believe it. And it's fantastic, isn't it? I love it. It's, uh, Queenslanders, I don't know what's doing, but they've been sticklers over the years of sticking with the same team. I mean, they have been winning, let's be honest. Yeah. 
Billy's <laughs> Billy is one of the all-time great fullbacks. Now, we had a, a discussion a couple of weeks ago about who you'd pick, and I did pick Boyd at fullback, but Slater was on the wing because they can interchange, they can swap it up. If, if Boyd's having a bit of an off night, Slater goes to the back, whatever. Mate, having Billy Slater on the field is and popping up wherever is is an absolute nightmare for any team that are defending against a team with Billy Slater in it. And I think um, I think Queensland have 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 uh, drawn the wrong drawn the wrong um, bow here. I don't think they've, they've pulled out the wrong instrument. They've pulled the wrong club out. They're putting and they've pulled a driver out. And I, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's right. I I can't believe it. I'm actually in shock. The parts of of this that you struggle to comprehend is that there is loyalty shown even last year. He wasn't playing. He wasn't not going to be playing origin last year yet. Billy Slater was in camp the entire time. Uh, you know, considered, you know, the, another coach, a, a great mentor to players. I, I'm stunned that they've decided that. Uh, and, and look, the reason is, look, we opened in this, in the break, you heard Kevin Walters say the, comp, the following quote, and I'll, I'll say it again. I wish we could play two fullbacks because Slater would be playing. Unfortunately, you're only allowed, to play one fullback, so we're just abiding by the rules. Well, Queensland... Says, says who? Says who? <laughs> Queensland we're... have picked five fullbacks in their back line for crying out loud for the last 10 years, and it's worth the truth. Well, New now, South Wales sudden, have got three in their back line with Tedesco, Hayne, and Dugan. And it could be more. I mean, let's be honest, uh, Moylan could be there as well. I mean, yeah. it just... I think this is something that over the course of the time that we've done Not The Footy Show, I've always been about you pick your best players regardless of a form, this or the other. It's origin, it's three games, you pick the best team you can. Billy Slater has been playing fantastic the last few weeks. Mm. In fact, pretty much since he came back from injury, I think it's about six or seven games. He doesn't need another six games to get match fit or anything like that. He's just, he's he's looking superb. Now, look, physically, origin probably is a bit of a step up in terms of the, the contact, etc. But it's Billy Slater. I mean, I'm looking at the stats now and there's only one thing that suggests that maybe... Um, Kevin Models is on or something, and not, it's irrelevant. But anyway, he's played 27 Origins. He's uh, scored 12 tries. Interestingly enough, he's only won 16 of those 27. So 16 wins, 11 losses, which actually surprised me to a degree. But you you make rooms for him because I think the, the numbers are he's won like, oh, I don't even know. I'm not even bother doing the, the sums at the end. But he is a winner. And in that press conference, uh, Kevin Walters used the term, he goes, we're all about winning. That's Queensland's motto, basically, is what he says. And yet you leave Billy Slater out. Now, it's not to begrudge Darius Boyd playing fullback. We said this last week on the show. He probably needs to be a fullback. He's been outstanding for a number of years playing back there for Broncos in Australia. He deserved that fullback spot. But you can't tell me that Dane Gagai can't play in the centres if you want a reward last year mm. and you play Justin O'Neill when Billy Slater is sitting there. That's the part I can't understand. Mate, O'Neill hasn't done much this year, and and Slater is in better form than O'Neill. Um, Gagai's a, a, a future great. Um, he's a, he's a good player. You try not to leave him out, but it's Billy Slater, and that, all yeah. you got to do is say Billy Slater. It is. And, I mean, and it's yeah, okay, he's thirty four years old, but who cares? Thurston's thirty four this year. Um, Cronk's closing that age. Cameron so, Smith's closing that age. Yeah, yeah. Nate Miles is quite like. Just pick your best players, Queensland, mm. and I can't believe we're trying to give him advice here because mm. it's fantastic I, for New South Wales. But I, I'm 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 struggling to compute why, as we go back to that quote, and I'll get get to you in a sec, Cocksmith, but that quote where he says, you're only allowed to play one fullback. I, it just look, it's looking for an excuse not to pick him, and that's just never been the Queensland way. I think Kevy's been drinking too much Forex. That's right. looking up for sponsors, mate. Looking up for sponsors. I don't know. But uh, look, if I'm mine, mate, I, I have Slater in the team. He's probably in the first two or three picked in that team. But hey, 
Um, good on you, Kevy. Yeah, you. I mean, I, I, I tweeted this the other yesterday on NRL tweet before the team was named, and they were saying, look, Slayer won't be there. When you consider that, and we touched this last week, Matt Scott's not there, Corey Parker's not there, Greg Inglis isn't there, Jonathan Thurston named as 18th man, but potentially not even playing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to take in an experienced uh, winner no. if all the folks were missing. That would just be silly. But the, the other thing about Billy, mate, is he's a competitor. Yeah. He, he's a guy that will will do almost anything to win. He's he's and got his he's yeah. blood boils with competitiveness, you know. And you've nailed that in the terms of Matt Scott's in that category, Ingles is in that category, JT leads that category. Mm. You want another one of those guys in your team. And look, as much talent as Anthony Milford has, uh, I don't think he's in that in that category yet. He, he may be there by the end of his career. We don't know, but I just want I want Slater in my side. Having said that, uh, Queensland, based on their team this year versus Game 3, and look, I'll quickly just run through what the team is. You, everyone knows it, but it's just worth repeating. Boyd Oates, Chambers, O'Neill, Gagai, Milford, Cronk, Napa, Smith, Miles, Papali, Gillette, Maguire. The bench is Morgan, Thiday, Guerra, Lilliman, and Thurston is that 8th man. The only changes from last year, obviously there's a few that are injury and uh, retirement induced, which is Scott Parker and Inglis. Uh, which means that Napa, Papali and Chambers come in and it looks like the only player who has been downright dropped from Queensland has been Gavin Cooper, who played off the bench in Game 3 last year and Michael Morgan, who missed Game 3 last year, comes back in. So they've been pretty consistent. They've just forgotten, I guess, what Billy Slater has done for them lately. Mm, yeah, um, look, it's a, it's a good side anyway. There's no doubt. Um, Queensland always do this. They they you know have a good side. I would, su- I would suggest that if any one of those... You know, back five players is injured. Slater's the first in um, for them. Is he though? Because I, I, well, the, the, like, what's, I, what's about Valentine Holmes? Oh, mate, look, if if if, if Kevy picks Valentine Holmes over a, a ready and waiting Billy Slater, they deserve to lose. They deserve well, let's, it. Let's hope for that. Uh, good to see Dylan yes. Napa get his debut. Uh, good luck to him in his yep. Origin debut. And I think there was no brainers on the rest of the selections. Uh, Miles still could possibly not be right. So it'll be mm. very interesting to see who Queensland bring in. It'll be Cohen Hess. Uh, Cohen Hess, you think? Yeah. Cohen uh, Hess will come in on the bench. Lilliman will go to the front row. Okay. The other option they do have is that if Thurston is right to go as well and Miles is pulled, uh, ruled out, mm. who's to say Queensland won't play Milford and Morgan off the bench? I've seen oh, it happen. Hold on. Hold on. Two sixes. Can't do that. Not allowed to. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll wrap up uh, Queensland there. Look, they're at home. They've got two origins at home. Uh, things are definitely on the Queensland side. I mean, they're two series in a row, victors. Uh, but you know, as far as I'm aware, not all the tickets have been sold to Game One, Cocksmith. What's going mm. on? A Queensland is going off Rugby League. No, no, they're just waiting. They're just waiting to hear the team, and maybe that maybe it'll cost them a couple of tickets because Slater's not in it. Um, look, Queenslanders are notoriously slow on the uptake. They'll they'll fill the place, mate. They'll fill yep. it 100. percent And if they're not, I want you taking a special photo of me of all the empty seats uh, when you're up there yes. next uh, Wednesday. Yep. Look, we've Covered off Queensland. We'll talk about New South Wales after the break on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Um, I think, um, obviously, it was difficult. Robbie's been a, a mainstay of our team. Um, but we just felt, you know, with the style of footy we want to play, um, it'll give ourselves every opportunity for um, um, for us to, to be at our best. So, basically, that was the reason. Did you, um, did you ring Robbie? How did you, how did yeah, no, I, I spoke to him last night. Um, and... As you would expect, he was he was uh, up. No, no, I wouldn't. Well, he's yeah, disappointed, um, but totally supportive and um, 
the thing I loved about Robbie, he said, mate, can you just pass on my regards to the boys and, and make sure they know that I'm 100% behind them and I want them to go up there and win. So that's the type of bloke he is and that's the type of message he sent out to the team. So, um, you know, it shows you uh, how much playing for New South Wales means to him, um, but it also shows you how much of a connection he has with the group here because he knows a lot of these players and he knows that they want success. Okay, we're back on Not The Footy Show, episode 168. Warwick Nicholson and Rob Cox are with you. And unfortunately for New South Wales, or should I say, unfortunately for Robbie Farah, he is not with them. He is gone. Robbie Faraggio has been punted, uh, despite his, what I'll just be honest, has been like pretty good form the last couple of weeks. I thought he was good against Melbourne. He was excellent against the Tigers. Uh, it looks like his elevation to the starting lineup for the Rabbitohs was a couple of weeks too late mm. uh, because Peter Wallace was originally going to be the number nine for New South Wales, got hurt in the weekend. Nathan Peets comes in into Laurie Daly's, I wouldn't say drastically new-looking uh, New South Wales team, but it's certainly, I think, a better team than what we put out there last year. Uh, Pierce mm. at number seven, mm. Woods fit, and uh, the decision... I guess, to play Jared Hayne in the centres. I'm, I'm okay with this team. This team, I've got a good feel. Mm, I've got a couple of worries, but I, I think overall it's it's okay. Um, I uh, I feel desperately sad for both Peter Wallace, um, who just can't take a trick. I mean, I yep. think last time he played Origin, he blew one of his nuts out, so to speak. <laughs> he did. Um, he, he ruptured a, a testicle. Um, uh, <laughs> actually sounds quite funny, doesn't it? <laughs> Ruptured testicle. No, I actually meant yep. blew your nuts out. That's oh, cool. well, I was trying to keep it clean. Yeah, but, uh, but, yes. but and I also feel sorry for Paul Vaughan, which we will talk about. But um, Wallace can't take a trick. Pete's deserves his chance. Um, and um, Farah's gone. And maybe maybe that same uh, stat that um, Kevy was looking at about how many games Slater had won versus how many he'd played, um, maybe, maybe Daly looked at that as well. Maybe Laurie looked at that thing with Farah. Well, I can tell you the numbers. Go on. How uh, many has Robbie Farrar played? 16 Origins. 16. He's, won, he's lost 10. You know, as you consider that New South Wales have lost, what, nine of the last 11 or 10 of the last 12 series, mm. and Farrar hasn't got a chance in all those matches, mm. six from 10 is actually not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I go to the other player who took that spot uh, while he was out, give me a second, sir. Just, uh, I don't know. Here we go, Michael Ennis. Mm. At origin level, Michael Ennis won two, lost six from eight games. Mm-hmm. So uh, Farah actually had a pretty good record at origin level. I think everyone forgets that. He also was the number nine when New South Wales won in 2014. I, I, you know, I've always been a Farah uh, supporter. Uh, mm. I'm not going to disagree with the fact that I think uh, he hasn't been great this year. As I said before, I think he's been really good the last couple of weeks. I'm okay with him going for Pete's. I just think that everyone needs to take a big, deep breath and realise that he has got some deficiencies in his game. I think, in particular, defence around the ruck. The last two weeks, I've watched him like a hawk, and he has been exposed a number of times for the Titans there. They talk about, you know, you want a guy who gets up in people's faces and all that kind of stuff, and that's nice. That's great. But there was a play, I don't know if you saw it, Cox, I think we talked about it, spoke about it last week, where Cameron Smith totally and utterly took advantage of Nathan Peets being tough. And that try, I think that Cooper Cronk scored in that game against the Titans where he just totally exposed him around the ruck. Nathan Peets will have a go. There's no doubt about that. He will throw himself into this. But if he if he becomes a penalty machine and misses tackles, I think the uh, the shine might go off him pretty quickly because I think he is 
He's got some got some deficiencies, and that's my that's my main concern about him getting the gig instead of Farrah. Mm. I, I I get the I don't know I, I I've got a feeling that he may not start the game, Pete's. I got a feeling Bird might start the game at nine. Um, wow! For the first twenty minutes, um, and twenty twenty five minutes, and then I'm thinking Pete's might come on, um, because look, Bird's Bird's defence is solid. Um, and you know he he will he'll get the job done there. Look, be that as it may, Pizza's in the side. Yes, Robbie Farah's uh, reign, I would suggest, um, has has come to an end. He I has been a good servant yeah. to New South Wales. I won't I won't um, take anything away from him. I think Robbie Farah uh, has proven to be an exceptional player over the years, and was only hampered by one C Smith um, for not getting into the Australian side a number of more to- more times than he did. More time. Um, but uh, look. Robbie's gone. Peter Wallace was going to come in. He would have been a short-term fix, Peter Wallace. He, he's also yeah, about 31 years yeah. old, I think. Um, so, you know, I mean, Pete's, Pete's is getting his chance a little earlier and good on him. He'll make the most of it. I'm sure he will. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Paul Vaughan, though. Let's let's talk about what you've got to actually do to get in this team. Well, evidently, you've got to play better football for a longer period of time is the gist of what Laurie Daly said. Mm. Which is interesting because, I mean, like, I love Tyson Frizzell. I think he's a great footy player. But he seemed to get picked on the basis of a, a good little period mm. last year. Mm. Uh, he and, made most of it. And he improved. He, he improved out of sight after that, by the way. He did. He, he was, was a, a better, better player, player, far better player in the Origin Series than he'd been at club level. I'll, yeah. I'll give you and, that. Took that, and, and then took that back to club level. Exactly. And, I mean, look, we'll go quickly. I'll quickly just list the team for the sake of just people who have been living under a rock. Tedesco, Ferguson, Dugan, Hayne, Brett Morris, Maloney, Pierce, Woods, back from the dead, evidently, because we said he wouldn't play. Mm. Had no chance at all last week. Oh, uh, we'll Pete, see. We, he he yeah. still may not play. Keep going, Woods. Jackson, Cordner, Frizzell, Clemmer, Graham, Trebojevic, Bird. And as I predicted to you, Cocksmith, and everybody else, there'll be a massive bench for New South Wales mm. in terms of extended squad. Molon, McLean, and DeBellum as the extra people. Cordner also named captain, as we predicted, and people told us we were idiots. Yeah. It, oh, as if it's not going to be Woods. Well, surprise, surprise, it's Boyd Cordner. Yeah. To get Vaughan in that team, who do you have to drop, Cocksmith? Woods. Woods goes, mate. Never mind. Yeah. Um, uh, look, Wood, Woods is a nice guy, good guy, great guy, terrific fella. Um, but uh, he, he's not playing anywhere in the same stratosphere as, as Vaughan is at the moment. Um, and Woods has been good at Origin, but he's never really been an, an, an absolute monster. Um, so, you know, I'd, I'd be... I'd, I'd, I'd be leaving him out. I mean, so so the bench, the bench as I see it, is Clemmer, Graham, Trebojevic, and Bird. Yep. Um, so they've gone back row, back row, back row, back row. Well, Clemmer's a prop, let's be honest. Well, is, and, he? And is he? He is. He is. He is. In original level, that's the role he's going to be playing. He's not going to be there to play. Okay, so they've uh, gone prop and three back rowers. Well, I reckon Trebojevic is a is a either way kind of guy. Uh, he's a front rower, he's a back rower, whatever you want to mate, say. Jake it. Trebojevic. The way 13 plays, mate, the way 13 plays, yeah, he's, he plays in the middle. Jake That's the role Tre- he'll be asked to play. Jake Trebojevic, as much as a back rower as Gallon is, which is a very part-time back row, uh, sorry, front rower as Gallon is, very part-time mm-hmm. if you need him. I think you got. I think you need to pick genuines. I need. To, I think, yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit filthy. Um, I'm, I'm really glad that um, Clemmer and Graham are on the bench. And I think Trebojevic yep. will get his would have gotten his chance in the future anyway. Um, I think Josh Jackson can count himself a little bit lucky 
Um, he actually played quite well on the weekend. I mm, think I didn't see the game, but I mean, he, just... the problem that it was funny. I had a chat with my flatmate, who's a dogs fan. He went to the match. I watched on TV, and mm. uh, the two things: Jackson really tried hard, but he was exposed on the outside by the guys that the Roosters attacked. So the Roosters attacked down the Bulldogs' uh, right-hand edge, and Jackson did his job on Cordner, but the other guys struggled on the other side. But Jackson definitely put his hand up. I thought to say, "Look, I'm the, I was your player of the year last year, I believe, mm. um, for New South Wales." He was always going to get back into that team, I think. Yeah, I still I still would have found a place for for Vaughan. I'm sorry, and I'm not and I'm, and I'm really not being a Saints fan here because I actually prefer him to go and play for Saints. I think other, <laughs> other than it affecting him um, psychologically, which it won't, I don't think. I think he's pretty strong. Um, but uh, you know, it's great that he's going to be in for the club. It's a three match series. He could be could be called in later. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a little strange one for me. Um, I'm cool with I'm, I'm cool with the, the with Hayne being in the team, even though. You know, Hayne, Hayne is is a rocks and diamond kind of guy. Um, you know, he's he's a he can be unbelievably awesome. Can be the best player in the world on a given day. He can. But also, that's why you pick him, Coxman. But, but he can also forget, be very forget, average. Forget, forget the rocks. Mm. No, but he We've can seen, be. You, he was you the know reason it. we won in twenty fourteen. Hayne was the reason. Yeah, we but won you know he's got it in him to be a yeah. rocks kind of guy. Um, Maloney and Pierce, I can cop. Um, because Pierce is in outstanding club form. Maloney yep. is solid, a goal kicker, and won't let you down either, except maybe in a little bit of defence. He can be a bit of a turnstile sometimes. Uh, he like doesn't mind giving a penalty away either, but that's okay. It's Origin. They don't get that many penalties in Origin. Um, yep. You know, Woods, Pete's, Fafita, uh, as I said, you know, you got my idea on that. Jackson, uh, Cordner, great, great uh, thing for a, a captain. Um, great choice of a captain, uh, Boyd Cordner. Um, and Frizzell picks himself. Um so, yeah, look, I'm 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 cool with it. I think I think we've got as good a chance as any year um, with that team. I, I mean, Moylan might Moylan might be a little bit filthy as well, but um, he wouldn't be because he's not that kind of guy. He doesn't throw his toys out yep. of the pram. Um, but you know, you could have an argument one way or the other for Bird or Moylan. It's just that I think Bird is probably going to be a little more adaptable. Can kind of play anywhere in the team except for probably prop. You know, he's, he he mm. can play hooker back row. Uh, in the halves, centres, wing if you need him to, or fullback. He's he's that kind of bloke. So he's a very versatile kind of guy. So I get it. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Look, the, the only selection that will be in question up until kickoff is Josh Dugan. Mm. Uh, he's coming from a broken cheekbone or jaw. It was yep. one of those two uh, in the Australian game. Yep. The 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 basically New South Wales admitted that Bird will come into the centres if Dugan yep. is out, and then Moylan will join the bench. If yep. you if you're the coach, do you bring Moylan on the bench, or do you play yourself a Debellon or a McLean, who were the 18th, or the nineteenth and twentieth men? Do you bring another forward onto the bench? Do you think that's the better way to run things if you're New South Wales? Mm. I look, I, I I always like a bench of three and one. You know that three forwards and one um, utility player. Uh, Moylan isn't exactly isn't it exactly a utility player, but he can play fullback or in the halves. Um, at yep. stretch, he could play centre. I mean, you know, um, I, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with Bird coming coming into the team at centre. I think he's more of a centre than he is anything else, as I've said before. Um, but he can play anywhere. So uh, yeah, I, I'd I'd say I'd say Moylan would um, definitely come in for Bird if he's if if Dugan can't make the uh, uh, make the team. Now, that also means that uh, Trent Merrin has gone from Australian representative to missing out entirely. Mm. Uh, the James Tamau star has certainly fallen. He misses it out entirely as well. Yet uh, VB published a origin ad about New South Wales, you know, never giving up and not giving an inch and lifting a tyre. And uh, James Tamau was in that ad. And they went ahead of <laughs> published yeah. it anyway with Jimmy Maloney. Yeah. He's gone. 
that means that McLean and DeBellin are ahead of Vaughan, mate. That's the other part of it I think we had to really touch on when you were yeah. talking about Vaughan before. I, look, I think... McLean... McLean I, I, quickly yeah. on McLean, I think the, the argument that the day was making about Vaughan, I think entirely applies to uh, McLean. I think his form this year has been a level above what he'd been showing us for the last four or five seasons. Uh, he's been great. Like, oh, yeah. I think yeah. he's been better. Yep. Look, I, I, I said last week, I, I, I threw McLean up last week. I think you agreed with me. If I remember correctly, um, that he, he yes, I, I think you know he, he's he's somewhere thereabouts. So obviously, at the moment, he's eighteenth or nineteenth man. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I I would have rewarded Vaughan in in those last two names you've um, mentioned, McLean or DeBell, and I think Vaughan's got more claim to be there than those other two. But at the same time, those other two have been playing over and above better than they've played any other year at club level um, this year in twenty seventeen. Now, finally, there is one selection we do need to touch on. Uh, Brett Morris got the gig, as we predicted last week, on yep. the wing with Trebojevic uh, missing out entirely because of injury. Yep. I've got to say, and it's, it's based on this year, I think Daniel Tupo is a little bit unlucky because I think he's been outstanding this season. and He was great again on the weekend. Uh, he's been there before. So is Morris, obviously. I... I would have been happy with Tupu instead of Morris as much as I like Brett Morris and what he's done in the past. I think Tupu maybe deserved to be there on form. Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think Tupu's been fantastic for the Roosters this year and I think he's probably played his best year in about three years and, and ironically, um, the last time he had a good year like this, he did play Origin. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 think, um, I think he can count himself a little unlucky, Daniel Tupu. Um, but, hey, it's it's sometimes it's... Um, like uh, Laurie and Kevy have both said, uh, in, in slightly different ways, but um, uh, I guess what they're saying is they pick the team and no one else does, so shut up. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, quickly, the team from last year in Game 3 to now, uh, players that have been punted, uh, Michael Jennings, Josh Mansour's injured, uh, Paul Gallon has retired, and James Tamau got punted as well. So two players have been downright axed, mm. and... Moylan has been um, made a fan after starring for the Blues in Game 3 last year. That's the end of what we'll talk about in regards to team selection for the Blues. i got a question, a bit of an open question for you, Cocksmith, around yeah. an announcement that the Blues made also last night uh, here on Not The Footy Show. Trailing 12-10. Langer pushing it wide. Walters onward. Khan joins in. Floats the pass for Renov. Renov down the touchline. Beats one. Gets it in field. Hancock gets it on. That was the infamous Mark Coyne drive. That night I got to sit in the stands and watch my first State of Origin live. I was sitting right in front of where um, Steve Anoff made the break. He started that movement and Coyne scored in the corner. And it's known as the, the miracle try and a uh, yeah, pretty special memory that one. Queensland! It's a miracle! Oh, oh yeah! What about that one? Oh, it's Dello! Unbelievable! Not the footy show. Okay, Cocksmith, we're back. We've talked about the teams for Origin 1. Obviously, you're heading to Brisbane uh, next week. Yep. Something that sort of, I think, has definitely not gotten the press that I think it deserves, uh, and it's also down to when you name it. You know, the name it at the start of the year, at the start of the series, the end of the series, during the series. But New South Wales announced their Origin Hall of Fame uh, the other night. And uh, along with, they had a criteria, which was essentially 
uh, all the immortals that have been named so uh, and played for New South Wales, which is interesting. It's Churchill, Gaznia, Raper, Fulton, Langlands, Johns, and Arthur Beetson, who was named as a New South Wales Hall of Fame member because he played for New South Wales. Everyone wants to forget that, but yep. he did. Yeah, they were joined by Daly Messenger in the initial group. Yep. Now, have you seen a list of the six players that have been added to this Hall of Fame? I haven't. Any guesses about who may have been added to the New South Wales Blues? Now, this is pretty much a a post 1980 centric one, but there are half the players here yep. that have been added were pre-1980, but they're legends of the, of the game. So I'm going to give you a go at see if you can name a few of the players that have actually been inducted into this Hall of Fame. Oh, this is going to be hard, but you want to pitch six, right? Six. So get, just give me a few okay. and I'll tell you where you're Steve close. Mortimer. No, he didn't qualify. Now, Why? the extra qualification apparently is at least 10 origins. You must play for Australia, have played for Australia and be retired for at least five years. Steve Mortimer played nine origins for New South Wales. Okay. Um, I don't know. Did Farrah make it? <laughs> Come on, have a go. Have a, have a series. Just give me, give me three people that you think should be there. Jared Hayne. Takes the last twenty years. Jared Hayne. Has Wrong. he played Come ten? <laughs> he's played them. He's still playing juniors. Yeah. Come on. Oh, so they've got to be retired. Okay. Yeah, sorry, uh, at least five years. Think about think, who's who's been absolute. You know. Well, you said Andrew Johns, didn't you? Yeah. So he's there. So give me, give me three other players from the last thirty odd years that have been absolutely instrumental to the Blues' success. The thing of success, mate. Uh, um, I know it's a long while since New South Wales have been successful, yeah, but exactly, um, mate. I don't know. You, you're gonna have to just toss them at me because I'm I'm a bit clueless as far as this goes. I can I can tell this you. This man loves origin. Everybody remember, yeah. uh, Laurie Daly is there. Yeah, oh, I can't believe you don't like Daly. Oh, I do. I like. No, no, no. no you're wrong. Greatest, he's the greatest New South Wales player I've ever seen in my life. No, you just, you are carried, off your head. He carried the Blues, mate. You're off Abs- your head. Bradley Clyde may have, but I don't know about Laurie. Bradley Clyde's the next one. So, see, you're going better. Mm. Uh, and then the third one is a no-brainer as well. Mark Geyer. Oh, this is a fun game. Uh, Steve his Roach. Name, his, his name is Bradley Fittler. Oh, but, uh, Freddie. Yep. So they're the last of the last 30 years, Daly, Clyde, and Fittler. Yep. And then the three legends were Ronnie Coote, Bob McCarthy, and Norm Proven. Yeah. Uh, argue with any of those. Well, so, I, I guess my question... because I never saw him play. Given you've struggled to name those three legends that got picked, yep. Uh, I wonder, you know, you said Steve Roach. I did. Uh, who else have you thrown in there that you think, you know, deserves part of that conversation? Crusher Cleal. No, he didn't play enough Origins, I don't think. Um, what about Wayne Pierce? He's there. He played fifteen. I reckon he's in the mix. Look, I'll, I'll give you a list. I'll give you a list. I think Ricky Stewart, based on what he did for the yeah, Blues. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, stick. Yeah. Nineties period. I think uh, I, I would pick. Glenn Lazarus, if he decided to go for New South Wales again. Mm, um, he's a but until he decides to go for New South Wales, apparently he's a Queenslander now, everybody, believe yeah, it or not. Queenslander. Uh, other names I would put in there would be Brett Kenny. Yep. Uh, Paul Sirenen, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, Siro. Yeah. Uh, Elias, Harrigan, Eddinghausen, mm. uh, Sterling, and I think Danny Baderis will probably end up in that list as well because he but played a heck of a lot of... Yeah, he did, and a lot of successful campaigns. Some players quite qualified with the 10 games is Eric Growth Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roberts, uh, Ray Price and Michael Cronin all didn't play enough games yeah. to register there. So look, that could have been a really successful segment if you'd guessed all six, but yeah. you... I didn't get, I got one, didn't I? You got Clyde. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think we might be not doing this for Queensland. Uh, when oh, they... Mate, no, Paul Hoff, Paul Hoff <laughs> for Queensland. Adrian Brunker will oh. certainly get a run. Uh, <laughs> yes. I think he's, I think, he's, I think what we will uh, in invent, involve, add in 
uh, at some point in the next couple of weeks. I don't think I've got time today, but mm-hmm. we will be having uh, a remembering segment on some absolutely all-time great Origin players. And Adrian Brunker and Danny Moore are the first two cabs off the rank. We'll have uh, the final segment on the footy show after the break. Not the footy show. You ran over some pigeons. How many? Whatever they had. <laughs> Miranda thinks I'm a butcher, but it's not my fault, is it? Don't we have a deal with the pigeons? <laughs> of course we have a deal. They get out of the way of our cars, we look the other way on the statue defecation. Right. And these pigeons broke the deal. I will not accept the blame for this. So Miranda's cooled on you. I'm getting nothing. Okay, we're back. Not the footy show. It's into the home straight of our Origin One Team Reaction Special, or whatever you're calling it. I think I went with the heading of uh, No Billy for Old Kev as the title of this episode. Uh, obviously, No Country for Old Men and all that kind of jazz. Uh... Anyone get that? Yeah, it was a bit of a long bow. Uh, contract negotiations, speaking of long bows, um, Cody Walker and Nathan Ross. Mm. Yeah. They want new deals, Cocksmith. They do. Um, they're, getting, they're, they're, they're jumping the gun a little. Asking for new deals. Jumping the gun a little, aren't they? Well, it's not so much jumping the gun as forgetting that they've already fired the gun yeah. or something. Yeah. Because both of them re-signed for two years within the last 12 months. Yep. And now they have more money based on their form. I, I'm trying to work this out. Can you can you enlighten me, Cockmith? Yep. One word. Ready? Greed. I would have won some money then. Yeah. Yeah. Greed, I, mate. It, what it is is they're seeing everyone else around them fill their pockets up and they're thinking, ah, oh, geez, what's going on? How come we can't get a slice of that action? And they blow up. But do you want the honest answer of why they can't get the slice of the action? Because they've got a contract in place. Well, and what have they done in their careers before the last 12 months? Well, nothing. Neither of them have done anything. Anything. Correct. Anything. No, well, I'm, I'm serious. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to, to, be, to, to sound brash, but Cody Walker, um, you know, both of these blokes have played rep football, right? They played um, for the, in the city country game the other week. Is that I correct? I don't think 40, Cody Walker did. Okay. Well, Nathan Ross did, but he wouldn't have if everyone was available. Um, and yeah, I'm unsure about that. No, he played, sorry, he played in South Wales country. You're right. Yeah. Um, Cody so Walker. Cody Walker did? Yep. Yeah. If, if everyone was available, he wouldn't have. Right. So, yep. so exactly. forget the last city country. That was a non-event. It didn't happen. Okay. Um, as far as getting points on the board goes. Um, even the crowd wasn't interested. They got bloody 7,000 people in Mudgee. I mean, you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm, I'm filthy on that game because they should have got more and, and the rugby league community should have got behind it and the, the, the game should have been better and it should have been more star-studded. But I digress. Cody Walker and Nathan Ross, um, I think, are being a little bit um, greedy. And, um, you know, Nathan Ross is a good bloke. He's a, he's a funny fella. Um, but, um, you know, a couple of years ago, he was working underground in a mine, in a coal mine. Um, yep. And now... And, and look... You know, some will claim he's a centre. He's not a centre. He's a winger, um, yep. and he's and the, and I'm not saying I'm not being big. I'm not you know kind of uh, saying that that wingers shouldn't make much money. What I'm saying is is that that Newcastle are a re, club rebuilding, and and what they don't need is they don't need someone up there um, or or anyone up there saying uh, after they've just signed a two year extension um, and they're only you know eight months or nine months into it. Um, Saying we want an upgrade now because there's a bit of money floating about. I just think it's greed. I think it's greed, and they yep. should sit. They should. They should. They should let their their um, ability do the talking and make it imperative that the clubs that they're playing for do re-sign them um, and make them a make them a first choice re-sign, not to just put your hand out when everyone else is getting a lolly. You know, I, yep. I, I'm not. I'm not impressed with it, mate. And and look, the motivating factor behind both of these is, uh, is money. Well, it's not just money, mate. It's age. 
Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, tell, tell me, how old's um, Nathan Ross? Nathan Ross, I think he's 26. Keep going. 27, is he? Keep going. No, really? He okay. was born on the 4th of November, 1988. Righto, so he's 20... 20 he's 28. He'll 29. be 29 next year. Okay. He's yeah. re-signed for those, He's re-signed for, from what I understand, this year and then the next year. And so he's till he's 30. So he'll be 30. Yeah. And he wanted to renegotiate. That's the reason he wants a renegotiated contract. Well, let him go. Got maybe let him maybe go. two or three years left. Um, let him in the go. NRL, let him go, on, let him go onto the free market, mate. Let him go. Exactly. And then Cody Walker. How let him go. Let him go. Cody Walker is 27. He'll be 28 next year. Yeah. Let him go. That's and what I look, say. that's that's the, that's the motivation here, everybody. Is that they're at the stage where, for a variety of reasons, they didn't make the most of their ability when they were younger. They either didn't get a chance, or they had the chance mm. and blew it, etc. Well, some and, blo- also some blokes don't. It doesn't click for for everyone at the age of twenty or twenty one. I mean, I'll, I'll cut them a, a break there. It doesn't, you know, it do, the, the game to them doesn't make as much sense as it does when they get a little bit older and whatnot. But um, you're right, they 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 are late bloomers, but that's not their club's fault. And here's here's the kicker. I've got two kickers here. What do you reckon South Sydney's winning percentage with Cody Walker in the team is? Forty percent, just under thirty-eight point seven one. So as good as he's been, he hasn't made the team better in terms of with their win percentage. Mm-hmm. If we just want to, we wanted to talk about the cold hard facts. Yeah, but I also I also want to reiterate that both of these guys are, are genuine NRL players. I'm not I'm not yeah, saying they agree. shouldn't be in the NRL at all. They're both athletes. They're both genuinely good players, but. They signed a contract, and this is what annoys me about the, the, this current Gen Y crop of NRL players. You sign a contract, the contract goes for two years or three years or four years or whatever it may be, you don't start renegotiating a quarter or halfway through it. That's a crappy thing to do, um, and it, it's a real reflection on, on your um, demeanour as a human being, I think. It's greed. Stop it. And it could be advice from agents. I get that. Oh, it would also be. An it would be. But they're all, a lot of them are Gen Ys as well, mate. Yeah. So, and, and the key part of this, Cocksmith, is the, is the element of your team has to put a, a, a squad together. All right? Mm. Your CEO has to work his salary cap out to work out how to be as competitive as possible. Yep. That CEO has sat down with you six months ago, 12 months ago, and said, all right, look, we think you've played well. We're going to give you an extension. Yep. They also work out how that sits amongst the rest of their contracts and how they, the balance of their team, the balance of their squad, the ability for them to go out and buy better players to make their team better. Yep. That's called cap management. And what that does is give your team, if you do it right, the best possibility of winning. Yep. Now, the best teams that you see come through, quite often, these fringe players, they're not getting a whole lot. They're, they're important parts of the team, but they're not getting your superstar money. The moment those players get... And I think the best example I can think of, and there's a, there's a thousand examples, but the team that just jumps into mind into, in regards to how quickly it fell apart for them was Penrith. They won in 2003, yeah. and they were competitive again back in 2004. Yeah. But they After had to that. pay the likes of Luke Swain ridiculous yeah. money. Yeah. Trent Waterhouse got a massive upgrade deal. Yeah. Uh, I think Fatawira ended up at the Tigers, but... They had to overpay a lot of their players based on their success. Success, mm, mm. but what had happened was because those players were on next to nothing as they went into their uh, premiership window, they had a chance to win the competition mm. by asking for renegotiated deals. At this point, when your team isn't even in QE of a finals, like serious finals run, as you say, it's greed and it's sad because look, the fact of the matter is, by asking for this, players, whether they want to admit it or not are effectively opening up the counter-argument from clubs. Oh, you didn't play at all last year. Why do I have to pay you as much as we've signed you for? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you're playing reserve grade all year because your form has been average. Oh, I'm just going to pay you 10% of your contract. Mm. Look, What's the difference? It, there's it, no difference. It comes down to this, mate. I mean, anyone that thinks that there's loyalty in rugby league these days, it's a very, very rare thing. It, it virtually doesn't happen anymore. I'm sure there's something out there to prove me wrong, but loyalty doesn't work. It's a business, okay? But the other side of it is whenever there's money involved, there'll be greed, okay? It's like this. There's a cake. Everyone gets a slice of the cake. Some blokes who, who are, are better... Um, and, and, you know, uh, more chance of winning your games, get the bigger slices of the cake. For the bloke down the, down the bottom or in the middle, when he wants a bigger slice of the cake, it upsets the whole apple cart, okay? And, and, it's, and especially when that bloke in the middle of a contract tries to do it, it extremely upsets the apple cart. And, and what I say is uh, good on the clubs that just don't take that kind of crap and just say, you know what, mate, just go. Just go. Yeah, I think the Knights did the right thing by dropping... Um, Nathan Ross. And it wasn't so much for him asking for a new deal, everybody. It was the way he asked. He went straight to the media. He went to his yeah. old mate, Paul, and he made a big song and dance. The team has won two games this year. Mm. They've won three games in two years. Mate, bit of perspective. I, I wish them all the best if mm. they're able to pull it off. Good luck mm. to them. Yeah, but but here's the thing as well, mate, is that, the, you know, the, 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 that kind of player, like the Walkers and the, and the Nathan Rosses, um, the the club the club would have probably been maybe not so much Walker let's not talk about him for a moment but Nathan Ross what they probably would have been better off doing right is they probably would have been better off finding him they probably would have been because it's all about money so they would have been better off saying you know what mate you just cost yourself ten grand you'll play this week you're going to play this week but you just cost yourself ten so do it again it'll be twenty do it after that and you're absolutely gone we're cutting you because um you know it's a crappy thing to do. It's not. It's yeah, not look, cool. I, I, I feel sorry for Nathan Brown, mate. He's up there and he's really doing yeah. his best, right? And, and he's got a very young team, okay. And the last thing that they need is this kind of crap. It's not cool, you know. And and I just wish they wouldn't do it. I thought I I didn't think I didn't think Ross Dog would do that. Actually, it surprised me when that happened. Yeah, we'll uh, wrap up the show after the break. I'm not the footy show. Not the footy show. Sam Burgess. So now the half of the So we have six defenders on one. Okay, we're into the home, home, home straight here on the footy show. I always promised that that last segment was the last segment, and then we had another segment, and then Cocksmith asked me if he wants to speak about Mitchell Moses' segment, and, you know, I've just got to do as Cocksmith says, and uh, that would be, here's your 60 seconds with Cocksmith. Oh, Mitchell. mate, no, I just wanted to talk about his, his, um, his rise from the ashes like a phoenix, um, you know, playing with a, with a much, much, much better team over there at Parramatta. Um, how do you, what do you think of his game? Did he play on the weekend? He certainly did. Oh, I was watching number the game. twenty-one for Parramatta. Oh, okay. The speed um, hump. I don't. I don't recall noticing him literally all that much. Yeah, I, uh, I, I noticed him. I noticed him, and um, and not for the right reasons. Although I must admit, he did do a couple of deft little kicks. I, I thought mm-hmm. that there was some there was some tinges of um, of the reasons why he's playing first grade. But other than that, uh, I thought his defence was abysmal. I thought a couple of his sixth tackle. Um, uh, choices were abominable 
Um, and um, I don't think he made a skerrick of positive difference to um, the Eels team. Admittedly, he'd only trained with them for three days. So. Well, this is it. And I think the other key of that whole discussion is that, pardon me, uh, Corey Norman wasn't there. Mm. Now, through this entire process of Mitchell Moses trying to get out of his uh, al- alignment with the Tigers was because Uncle Benny said, you know, when you go to the Eels, where you'll be a great player. Superstar was the moment, word, you're mate. you're not going to be a great player because you're playing for the club that I bled for. And The word was superstar. Superstar. But there's a guy called Corey Norman there. He'll take all the pressure off for you. You know, he's no Luke Brooks. You know, Luke Brooks makes you do it all. You know, this, this is what Uncle Benny's saying. And, you know, when you get there, Corey Norman's just going to make you the best player in the, in the, of the planet. You know, mm. look, uh, he signs for him because Corey Norman got hurt. I think that was no doubt one of the big reasons that um, he ended up going when he did. Mm. And, look, it's, it's called being exposed. Now, there is, as you mentioned, there is elements to his game that are definitely first-grade quality. And I, I mean the word quality, not not able to play first grade. No, no, I agree. I agree. In, yep. In first grade. But look, it, it was never going to be a quick fix. Uh, para fans, I think, uh, are still stoked in getting him, as they should be. It's a, it's a, it's a, a real boon for that club to be able to get a, um, a player like him. But there is no doubt, I've seen a couple of comments from different uh, para fans of late, and it's like, oh, just give him time. Give him time, find his feet well. As long as Corey Norman is not healthy, para fans aren't going to give that bloke any time at all. No. They're going to be expecting him to be the dominant half and get them through this origin period where they play, I think, all the games leading into each origin match this year. So the pressure is definitely on Mitchell Moses. They play the Rabbitohs on Friday night. He needs to get a win to win that Parramatta supporter base over because if they get through the origin period and they don't win any of their games before origin and Corey Norman doesn't return until I think he's not due to back until the back end of the origin series. Yeah. Uh, it could be some more turning, uh, turning on him the oh, way yeah. he turned on the Tigers. Yeah, look, I, I, I've got a, I've got an issue with his defence. Okay, his his defence is ordinary, and I think they're going to have to play him on the wing in defence um, because he gets targeted when he's playing that kind of you know edge role um, yep. in defence. He won't play in the middle, um, so he goes to the edge, um, and they just run forwards at him. They rent, they did it the other night, um, Papali and Shannon Boyd and guys like that uh, just ran at him. Ran at him and exposed him, um, and um, you know it's it's not a pretty sight when you when your five eights getting bounced off big blokes for the whole game. Um, he mustn't have had much juice left in the tank for attacking, which is the idea. You know when you target yep. a player, you target uh, a player who you think might be a bit dodgy in in um, defence, and also who's an attacker who then doesn't have the uh, the juice to keep going with it. And he didn't. And um, you know, well played, stick. I, you know he's a wily old fox, Ricky, and um, no, I, I just think I think the the road ahead isn't a, a change of club than instant superstar, as some people have made out it should be and would be. Um, I think it's a a learning experience, and um, I think I have no doubt that he has natural talent, um, and he was identified as a young bloke um, coming up uh, when he played junior. You know, I think he played junior kangaroos and and junior New South Wales under twenties New South Wales, but. There is no, there is no quick fix. This isn't going to turn around next week, okay? To all the power fans out there, this is going to happen, okay? Ricky really showed what happens when you isolate him and expose him, and don't think that every every other NRL coach um, didn't notice because they just would have written that down for the week before they play Parramatta. Expose Mitchell Moses. He's got a problem with defence, and um, he doesn't like pressure too much either. So um, there's there's more more to come. So stand by, power fans. And if I'm uh, Michael Maguire, I am shifting Sam Burgess to uh, the left edge. Oh, yeah. 
this yep. week and target him straight at Mitchell Moses. Sam, uh, Sam, well, you'd start you'd start moving not only Sam, but you'd probably move you know uh, other strong run, runners like Angus Crichton and and yep. uh, and well, Z- Zane Musgrove. You, Force Brad Arthur to move to the other side of the field. He has to come up against Angus Crichton. Uh, final episode. Final segment. Final, final, final segment. Next. The run from Taumalola. He's a wrecking ball. He is a machine. Taumalola. 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 Not the footy show. Okay, it's time to wrap up episode 168 on the footy show. It's been an Origin Teens reaction special. I love a good special. And you love a good special, like Hocksmith? Oh, I love specials. Love any, good, any good specials in Perth in the one on the weekend, mate? You oh, went out to Perth for that Yeah, game? yeah. I was, I was in Perth for all of around about uh, 10 hours or 9 hours. Flew in, flew out. No, nothing good happened. I got wet oh. uh, with all my new, brand new... Um, Camera equipment. Give him a plug. Give him a plug. Nikon. Nikon. I've changed. I've changed to the dark side. Uh, although I still am shooting a bit of Canon, but uh, predominantly with uh, sport and rugby league. Um, uh, Nikon is my new fa- favourite brand, and um, enjoying it immensely, mate. But um, did the, the results speak for themselves? Is my question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Very happy. Um, and uh, yep, very happy. That's all I can say about that. But well, it wouldn't uh, be another footy show of the last couple of weeks without talking about photography, really. Mm. Uh, so, uh, fantastic to see. Now, we have no official iTunes reviews, everybody. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Cocksmith wants me to lay into you all with both barrels. Mm. All I'm going to say is this part of the show can be so much more exciting. I've got the prize music. You've heard it the last couple of weeks with a bit of the Michael Jackson mm. uh, in the background, but well, I've got nothing to talk about. How can I play the music? If you want to hear the music, send in a review. It's that simple, really. Yeah. yeah. If you want us to dance and if you want us to play the music, well, then send a review. It's easy. I mean, Cocksmith will post a photo of himself doing a jig while he's drying himself off in the shower if you yeah. send a review. If I must, I will do it. I will do it. Uh, there, was a comment, <laughs> there was a comment on the Facebook page from Andrew Wales. He's a frequent flyer. Uh, he just said, loving the show, boys. Uh, how did Ryan James not get in the Blues team? Oh, well, yeah, I actually wanted to talk about that as well. But uh, Paul Vaughan didn't get in the new Blues team either, mate. So, well, um, Paul Vaughan and Ryan James would be two very handy front rowers on the bench, I would suspect. But again, who you would drop? be. Uh, I did uh, have something happen on the weekend. I went out with, uh, I mentioned before, the Ooh. WhatsApp group. Uh, we went out to Henson Park on the weekend, mate. Uh, you been down to Henson Park any time recently? I haven't been there for about five years, no. Look, it's, a, it's, it's probably the a, same. It is, it is. Uh, same crowd, evidently. They don't actually post the same crowd every single week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on T-shirts. I think it's 9,742 <laughs> or something like that. Uh, and there, if there was like 500 people, oh, there was probably, there's probably a couple of thousand, I reckon, yeah. out there on Saturday. Right. Went along with a group. Beautiful afternoon, looking into the, on the sitting on the hill. Yeah. Uh, the boys were drinking uh, the Newtown branded beer. Nice. Uh, and, you know, it's just a real family atmosphere. I was actually surprised how many kids were there. Mm-hmm. There was a heck of a lot of kids there. Now, I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh, at Henson Park, there's this diehard Jeff supporter, and he's on a little. Uh, it's like a you know, not a unicycle, you know the the old penny farthing kind oh, of yeah. yep. thing. Oh yeah, Anyway, every time the Jets score, he jumps on his bike, and he because it's a velodrome kind of thing. There's a, a yep. concourse that goes around the whole way, and he goes around on his, uh, his bike. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, as they score tries, more people realise that's what he does. So the kids end up running behind him. So it's like He's got about 84 kids just strapped to on a, on a rope behind him as oh, he's nice. going along. Yeah. It's really impressive. He's, he's outstanding. Yeah. I think um, the in the game himself, I think uh, Illawarra ended up beating Newtown, which was it was great to see the that sort of 
Royal Blue of the Jets and the Scarlet mm. of the um, Steelers mm. on the field. It really did take you back. Yeah. But the Steelers ended up coming back from a massive uh, deficit. Uh, I think they got it back. Uh, they, they ended up winning the game uh, 30-something to 20-something. But the uh, Jets scored a try late in the game mm. to get back into the match with about 10 to go. And he's running around and he's just yelling out. He's got his little... Um, He's got a GoPro strapped to his helmet. He's got a little horn thing, and he's just yelling out. He's like, "We're Lazarus. We're raised from the dead." And he's just like, <laughs> he just had this real love of the Jets. And now he will never see the Jets play first grade again. Mm. Um, I'm really worried about in terms of you know, as a supporter base for that club, it will ultimately, it won't completely die out, but definitely the core group will um, as time sort of progresses. And it got me thinking about. Not so much uh, <laughs> mortality, but the eight wonders of the rugby league world. Because when they start, uh, they welcome you down to the ground. Uh, they say, welcome to the eighth wonder of, of the world, Hanson Park. Mm-hmm. And it had me thinking, Cocksmith, and I've sent you this message, and we'll talk about this in future weeks, everybody. And this is just a, a way to get you percolating your thoughts. What are the one, eight wonders of the rugby league world? Because I don't know if Henson Park would make that eight. It might. But I want you to just have a think about it, Cocksmith, and everybody at home. What would be... I mean, Leichhardt Oval's obviously in there. Yeah. But it doesn't have to necessarily be a stadium. It could be Ray Price's crotch out there at Parramatta yeah. Stadium. I don't know if he's still standing there, that, that statue. But mm-hmm. it is. it's things like that. Yep. What, what, about are, play, what about players? I mean... Well, would, would Adrian Brunker qualify? I'm, no, I'm still not would, sure. Would, what about David Hosking, the mule? Oh, well, you know, uh, he's got a, he's got a, a long... Um, history. Track record of... Um, he's got a long history. Being eligible. Yeah. But yeah. eight wonders are really well, people. Think about it. Ian have Roberts. A, uh, have a think. Yeah. Uh, Cocksmith will throw some more at you. We'll try and I think yeah. what we aim for, Cocksmith, is one a week. Yep. Why we'll not? Count from eight to one. Sounds uh, great. Of course, the Origin Series. Yep. Uh, uh, there's a good chance that Old Lang Park might feature in there. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I shot a couple of games at the Old Lang Park. I did. Well, that's the thing. It could, it could even be, you know, the, the, the can of Forex that landed mm. on the field next to your head. Or, or uh, the one that landed next to Mitchell Moses the other night. Indeed, these are the these are things that are the eight wonders of the rugby league world. Highlights uh, certainly. Um, I mean, Steve Benzie's headgear. That's oh. that's you know that could be one of them. Yep. Yeah, yeah, love it. Gear. Love it. The so beaver. So we're thinking caps on everybody. Cocksmith and I will uh, converse yep. offline. We will come up with a list and then we will count down from eight to number one. Yep. Uh, we're on iTunes, everybody. As you are listening to this now, or you're downloading from uh, w w yeah I'm on fire again. WDNicholson.com. Uh, we're at Facebook, facebook.com slash NRL podcast. I'm at NRL tweet. Cox Smith, you are at. Uh, Rob Cox on both in, uh, both Instagram and Twitter, R-O-B-B-C-O-X. Look me up, drop me a line, say good day, whatever. And do your best to do the same to us, everybody, on those iTunes podcast reviews or on the Facebook page. Look, it's always a pleasure to be able to say thank you uh, directly back to you for, for what you do. Anything else to add before we finish up? Well, yeah, because nobody's been writing reviews. I'm actually wearing the prize right now, believe it or not. And I'm about to go and wash my car in it. So, hey, uh, you could probably find out if you knew where I lived and if you got around here in the next five minutes. But other than that, uh, you're just going to have to leave a review and maybe you will win it or wear it or whatever. Now, will we be be, uh, reconversing before Origin 1, mate? Uh, yes, we will, mate. Yeah, yeah. We left this one a little bit late just so we got the, both the teams out. And I was hammered last night and I had a really early start this morning. So um, I think we, we, let's get together again on Sunday evening. Let's uh, aim for that, everybody. And we will speak to you next time on Not The Footy Show. Not The Footy Show. Billy, don't change a number. It's the only one Kevin knows. 
Well, as everyone, Lewis is not agreeing with what has happened. He's saying Kaneski's had the ball. He's had the ball, says Wally. He's had the ball, says Wally. Kaneski can't believe what's taking place out there. And someone's got 10 in the bin. It's Kaneski. And Roach. No. Daly. Daly and Kaneski have both got 10. Well, Wally can't believe it, and McStone saying, I'm in control of this game, pal. You'll get five. He's given him five for back chat. Lewis has gone for five for back chat. Oh, it's all on now, Farmer. Oh, it's alive and things up. If they haven't been lively enough, how about this? Andrew and here Slack. come the cans onto the ground. This is not good. The media are getting barraged. I don't think McStone can let this game go on. There's oh. cans on the ground. He can't let this go on. He stopped the match. This is a sensation. Mick Stone has stopped the match, and rightly so. And the bottom line is, can this game be restarted? Oh, they'll restart it again. But what antagonised the crowd was he sent Wally packing because he was trying to defend what Kaneski had done. Kaneski, he can't do anything because he's hanging in the ruck. He's in the scrum. Andrew and Slack, what's happening? Well, all I can say is I'm glad I'm on this side of the field because I'd need the bike helmet if I was over there. We're well, <laughs> not kidding. And a lot of these cans are full. If anyone gets hits on the head, it could be nasty business. Pepsi. <laughs>